The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, beautiful people. This is www.flashblackradio. We are the usual suspects. Dialing in, we have the incomparable... K-Savage. Hey, people. Indeed, indeed. Directly across from me in the studio, I have Mr... S-Double in the building. All right. And to my left, I have the lovely... T-Rich. Still reclaiming my time. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. I am Da Vinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Today's date is August 13th, 2017. Um, getting the business out of the way. If you want to listen to our podcast and you're on the go, you can listen to us obviously through the flashblackradio.com. You can also check us out on uh, podcasts on your iPhone or the iTunes application. Check us out on Google Play. You can check us out on Stitcher. You can check us out on TuneIn or you can check us out on SoundCloud. But either way, you can check us. You so have please, no excuse. Either way. Please, indeed, like, like share us, let people know. Um, obviously, people out there share, and I appreciate that. At the end of the month, I'm going to say, um, send a couple shout-outs to those who have been avid listeners that I can actually like, you know, call out by name. And I'm, I'm, I'll get to the social media stuff later. Uh, I want to talk about Charlottesville. Like, I really want to talk about Charlottesville, partly because, honestly, I, I was out of pocket over the weekend. I actually attended a wedding yesterday and then a birthday party directly following that. So all of my Saturday was devoted to those two things. So shout out to my oldest niece, Loria, who just got married, tied the knot with her, uh, her, her now husband, Alvin, yo, wishing y'all the best lifetime of happiness. Now that we've done that, um, Charlottesville, um, what I want to talk about is not necessarily what's going on with Charlottesville, and I think other people can speak to what's actually happening in Charlottesville and what happened in Charlottesville. What I want to talk about is the response or the lack thereof with regard to one Donald J. Trump. And the reason why I want to talk about this response is because I believe there are certain moments in a politician's career where they have an opportunity to be, in Donald Trump's case, presidential. And I feel like he missed that mark in so many, in so many ways. Did he? Yeah. So I mean, but he appealed to his base, didn't he? Well, well, that's actually what I want to speak to. He is president of white people, so he He did exactly what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Well, it it got a little bit even to me a little a little bit deeper than that. So, um, the the address I saw. No, not not white people. White people. Yeah, I get it. That's what I'm saying. White people. Yeah, yeah. White people. No, no, but look, so. The address that I saw was, because uh, I, I saw the clips, but I wanted to get the whole address. So I, I, I suffered through my YouTube, and I watched it on YouTube. It was about 10 minutes, 28 seconds. Um, it took about a minute 30 for him to make this awkward um, mention of Barack Obama saying, we've been having troubles for a long time, not Donald Trump, not Barack Obama, blah, 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 blah. And then he got to the point where he's saying, we want to, let me get this right, uh, we condemn the um it's not okay 
Yeah, and we want to condemn in the strongest possible terms this uh, egregious uh, act. Basically, you say the violence, bigotry, and all that good stuff from all sides, from all, from many sides, from many sides. So that to me was questionable because I'm like, what do you mean my many sides? I mean, you had the white supremacists, you had the KKK folks, you had, you know, you had the alt-right supposedly people over there, you had the Nazis and nationalists. So you had all these people. So when you mean many sides, they were all there because, and let's, let's drill down to this. So supposedly these individuals were mad because a statue of Robert E. Lee was being removed. It's considered a Confederate statue honoring somebody who basically was treasonous to the Union. He was not a not patriot. basically was what was, I'm saying. That I'm was. just saying I'm just I I'm not. Like, well, no, because I feel like there's this whole minimization around the fact that these motherfuckers committed treason, and if not for the fact that they are actually people that we tried to reunite with, we would have shot them like the motherfucking criminals they were in the street. I agree. Period. In I the agree. story, and back then they actually publicly shot people in the street. And I agree. So feels like we're returning to that. <laughs> it does. So when he made that statement, he condemns that. Later on in the speech, he made a statement and said, um, we need to um, love each other, respect each other, cherish each other, and respect each other's history. That's very important. We need to respect each other. So after he made the comment about, like, you know, I, I, we condemn these uh, egregious acts, this is the violence, the bigotry, blah, 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 he, one, never called out who the, uh, the egregious acts were committed by. He never said anything about the guy who, who plowed through somebody in the crowd. He never said anything about who was committing the acts in terms of like who was out there, like, you know, assaulting people. Um, you could call the, uh, the counter protesters. You can call the protesters. But he never put a name to anything. And the reason why I say that's important is because this is the same Donald J. Trump who, when they had the, um, the Central Park Five, these, these were teenagers that were accused of gang raping and assaulting a white female jogger back in the 80s. They had not even like gone to trial, and he'd taken out like four page, four full page ads in major newspapers across the country, calling for their execution. So when you talk about somebody who's willing to jump off of the hip on that whatever, and he doesn't even have like the evidence to substantiate whether or not they're even guilty because they haven't been tried, but you have some, you have something that you can see directly on TV that he's not calling out. Then he says we need to respect each other's history, and only history that's being removed or affected is the Confederate history. So to me, it seems like he was dog whistling. And that's what I think is very problematic. What made it worse is there's a guy from Homeland Security. Um, let me get this, this gentleman's name. I don't want to call him a gentleman, but you know, yes, Tom Bressert or Bressert uh, Bossart. Well, I don't know. I don't know. That nigga. Tom Bossert. That's his name. Sorry. He was, he was on with Jake Tappert. Uh, and he's basically a Homeland Security advisor. And Jake Tapper had a conversation with this guy for about 14 minutes. And it took him to the end of the conversation or this interview for him to, to decry specifically white nationalists, KKK, and the Nazis. They had to go around the, like, the, 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 the bend like five times for Jake Tapper to get this dude to say, nah, we, we, we don't think this is right. So in my, in my opinion, like, you know, these are the problems that we're facing when you can't get your leadership, quote unquote, to address it. And you got like Ted Cruz and Mark Rubio actually tweeting like, let's call it what it is. This is terrorism, but you don't want to call it that. This the news outlets don't want to call this it is, that. This is, not, this is not a new problem. It's not. 
This is a problem that occurred when white people decided in November to elect this Dorito dictator into office. This is what they wanted. This is what they got. So him going up on the podium and, you know, making vague statements that do not point them out, that's not unintentional. It's completely intentional. Christy hiding her titties. And that's exactly what he intended to do. Um, I don't remember where I saw it because there was like so much stuff on social media, but it was lauded and praised by at least one of the white nationalists. Like, yeah, see how he didn't call us out and he didn't the say. The Daily Stormer. He J- didn't J- specifically. asked the dude from home. I'm sorry, Jake Tapper asked the dude from Homeland Security specifically about that. Even after he asked that, it took him like another eight minutes for him to come around like, oh, well, that was So this ain't no new shit. Nothing was missed. Nothing was accidentally left out. All of this is like completely intentional. And even down to like the police response, like the, the picture. And we're like these two pictures. I know everybody in this room remembers the picture of the... The black woman last year, I want to say it was, who was just standing there in her maxi dress uh-huh. with her arms extended. Well, like three or four people in SWAT gear, like come up to her to put her in handcuffs. And she's just standing there calmly. And there was absolute fucking mayhem Bedlam. in Charlottesville. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we prepared for it on paper. But then when it happens, it's like so different. So... Um, I don't want to take anybody else's thunder about what was happening, whatever. I just want to throw an additional wrinkle. Um, Supposedly, there was some type of kerfuffle or issue where they were trying to protect Thomas Jefferson's statue because he was like a founding father and they wanted to make sure nothing happened to his. He was also a slave owner. Like, you know, like he had a large plantation. There we go. So it's just like. The idea that even like, and this is part of the problematic, like, you know, when people make these, these very specious narratives, if you will, uh, when, you, when you get in front of people like McCullough did, and he wanted to talk about George Washington and Thomas Jefferson about how they built this country up and brought people together, you know, and we're talking about a Confederate statue being removed, like, to us, us meaning people of color, we can represent also when we can say Native Americans and we can also say Chinese because we were all been impacted by the development of this country. It's all built on our backs. Um, Hispanics, too, because Mexicans, you know, all that shit was theirs. But we'll back off of that for now. Um, George Washington, you know, doesn't fall out of that category for me. I understand he wasn't a Confederate, but at the end of the day, he's still like. You know, he and the founding fathers, quote unquote, were all, yeah, they were all slave owners or had interest in slavery. George Washington is on the dollar bill. Don't nobody give a fuck about the fact that he owns slaves, but black people. So I'm going to just have to say, don't nobody else care because if they did, a petition would have gone around. He's on our money. Jefferson's on our money too, isn't he? He's on the $5 bill. Can't remember. I don't know. I don't really care. I don't know. It's just, it's like, honestly, I mean, I'm not trying they, to be like funny or anything like that. Um, I, I, it's, it's just. Isn't Jackson on the bill? Jackson's on the 20. But there's something about removing him they with Harriet Tubman. Whatever. Which I honestly thought, mm, I'm not going to They can leave a face off and just get rid of it. But leave it when I see it. Yeah. Supposedly that's supposed to happen around 2020, if not sooner. 
2020 is a long ways away. I don't want to see Harriet Tubman on money. We might not make it till then. (laughs) Between the way these white people acting and your Dorito dictator and Lil' Kim over there acting up. Well, we're going to get to like Kim Jong-un in a second. Because what what China basically said is if North Korea acts first, we are not backing them up. But if America acts first, then we have to protect our interests. Of course. I mean, mean, that's the same stance that we would have to take. That's the way all these treaties work when we ally ally ourselves with people. Why are you so quiet, Bobby? I think that's straight Asian pride. Bobby. Bobby. Uh, first of all, if you find somebody named Bobby, uh, you should invite him to the podcast. I think that would be it would be great to have an individual named Bobby. Here what if we call you Slim Bobby? No, 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 no. So actually, my mother in law calls me uh, calls me Bobby uh, Slim calls me Mister Slim Bobby Knight Sir. Can I call you Ricky Bobby? Uh, because I was knighted at uh, what, what's a medieval times? Yeah, medieval times. I was there when it happened. Yeah, I was knighted, so she calls me Mister Slim Bobby Knight Sir. She, hmm. she calls me that every time she sees me it's hilarious i um, like sir slim bobby uh you know what go for it have a good time enjoy yourself <laughs> sir slim ricky uh, bobby i'm not gonna stop anybody from having fun but uh What's what i will say there? what i will say is we're playing uh it's a lot. cider cider carousel cider house cider rules. house, cider house rules. beach too <laughs> <laughs> very well played both of you um so this is one of the reasons why I really encourage everybody to read Michelle Alexander's uh, The New Jim Crow. Currently reading um, it. It's very difficult. It, so it's it's right very now. it's very data rich and I've said that before on the program. You but have. I was here. Particularly in this instance, it's not because it's data rich, it's because she really focuses on the importance of language. Uh, in how people are oppressed, mistreated, and subjugated. A lot of what happened was, you know, over time, it became uh, problematic to continue to refer to people on racial terms. So in order to continue to, to make sure everybody was treating people of color uh, the way uh, people in authority and people in power wanted to keep them subjugated, they used language. They changed the language. So what they did was they started locking uh, black folks up and then they started using criminal language instead of using racial language. And what we see now is that that this is the, one of the primary reasons why uh, there is so much selectiveness in how people uh, choose to judge one act over another act is because they understand even uh, what do you call him the Dorito dictator? Dorito dictator. Even he understands with his ve- with his limited vocabulary of, of what grade? Limited. What grade vocabulary? Probably yeah. like second. Yeah, You're second, being second. kind. Elementary. The. Very his, elementary. His his infant vocabulary that he even he understands that the language you use can give weight, can give merit, mm-hmm. can give legitimacy. So you you have to be careful when using your language because especially if you're the president, you don't want to legitimize certain things and and respecting everybody's language. I mean, I'm sorry, respecting everybody's history, right? So that's code for, 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 you know, this Southern heritage speak. Here's the thing everybody needs to recognize about America. There's no their history in our history. 
once you brought slaves to a land that you took from indigenous people, you know, once you, you know, interned, you know, Asians and, you know, once you pitted Irish against people of color, once you pit poor sharecroppers, you know, against uh, poor farmers, against black sharecroppers, you know, there's no there's no their history and 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 our history. There's just American history. And part of American history is slavery, is Jim Crow, is misogyny and women's suffrage. And all of this stuff is a part of American history. But the oppressors in history, they don't want to own it. So the best way to, to keep from owning it is to compartmentalize it, to break it up into sections. That's why I like Michelle Alexander's book, because she ties everything together and she she references um, not insignificantly uh, with significance. She references the importance of language and how language was changed to code the oppression. Um, so Just this to kind is of piggyback off what you're saying, the part I'm on now was where she was talking about um, when they implemented the poll tax and the literacy tests, mm-hmm. and they never said that these had to be only applied to black people. They said these are the poll taxes and these are the literacy tests, and the people who were enacting them had the right to make whoever showed up either pay this poll tax or take this test, and they just enforced it with the black people. So that kind of goes back to what you were saying about the importance of language because it was never written as such, but those are the people, black people are the people it was enforced on. I was listening to NPR today um, on my way into the city, and uh, they were talking about, so I I can't remember the city, I can't remember the name of the law enforcement official who was speaking. I'm going to have to go back to the podcast um, and get some of those details and bring them back for you guys. But um, they were talking about a jurisdiction that is relatively small, um, but the population is approximately 60 percent Caucasian and 40 percent African-American and or black, as I prefer to use. And all of uh, the law enforcement statistics were evenly distributed across the demographics, which you never see, right? Usually what you see is black people might be like 8% of a particular population, but they might be 50% of the prison population or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The numbers were balanced. They were what you would expect to see per the population in this jurisdiction. And so uh, the commentator was asking him, the interviewer was asking him why that is. He said, so what we did was um, when we saw some of these what appear to us to be racially charged issues popping up in the news with like Ferguson and, um, you know, unarmed, unarmed black people being shot. Uh, we realized that we had to go through reconditioning of our police departments. We had to accept the fact that things like implicit bias are real. And we had to start by actually teaching our police officers American history. We had to start by making sure our officers know knew how this country started. And this was this was a, a white, I think I should say, you know, uh, just to to make it a comprehensive statement. Um, this was a white law enforcement official uh, admitting that he himself was a person who suffered from uh, the history of this country and how it impacts uh, how law enforcement officials treat people of color and how every 
potential officer under his purview would react the same way. So they understood at the beginning that the first thing you had to do to tackle the problem was make sure people knew the history of this country, understand the history of the country and the impact that it has on everybody present day. And when you see the Dorito dictator, when you see Dorito dictator, you know, with the, the infant vocabulary makes statements like that. It's very, it's very finite. Yeah, good because the infant there could be like a mental oh, infant. I uh, thought you said infinite. Yeah, I said oh, infant. Yeah. Like, you know, I apologize. But there, you know, you're right though. I should make that correction because there could be like a Mensa like genius level infant, and they would have a better vocabulary um, than Trump. Um, but he's using that language because that is a that is a recognition of an individual's refusal. To acknowledge the history of the country, because un- having everybody truly understand the history of the country is the first step to solving all of this stuff. That's why they keep stuff out of the history books, change the history books, refuse to teach certain things in the schools, because they know having people truly understand the history, that's how you kill it. And that's why it'll never be killed, because they'll just keep fighting that. <laughs> they'll keep fighting that as much as they can. That's what I was thinking about when I was being real quiet. I can bet a lot. <laughs> You're a thoughtful guy. I try to. I try to consider things. Yeah, it's, it sounds like that. Like yeah. President Obama's like, before I talk about something, I like to know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't. I don't like to do that. I just, <laughs> like, I, just, I just like to say shit and you know see what happens. And uh. sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. We just pivot if it doesn't. You know, I like to make sure I'm on point because, you know, Christy is like real sharp and also like real militant. And then she'll get she like she get real charged up. Like well, you guys are my fail safe. That's all that is. <laughs> that's all that is. If I say something that's out of pocket, like, you know, like, I just like, you know, like, you know, oh, it's just no, that's just what he does. I mean, that's how I feel. This is what he does. I mean, people elected a man who ran on the rhetoric of, you know, Bull Connor with a tinge of strong Thurman. Say you that again. Say that again. Like, so I mean, just even a spleen with a tinge of strong Thurman. Let me just say, getting coming Look it from up. the great state of North Carolina, a tinge of strong Thurman <laughs> is still too much. Yeah, but, oh, but oh, she absolutely. said the rhetoric of Bill Connor, that, that, like, you know, like, like if you're not, like, especially for our younger demographic, if you're not... Oh, oh. I was just Go saying ahead. for our younger demographic, if you're not familiar with who Bull Connor is, watch who's Strom Thurmond, you can watch Eyes on the Prize, or you can just get you know, a drink and read a book. Yeah. Because you're going to need a drink Google for it. that shit. Google it. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And like Strom Thurmond was a highly respected and highly influential politician for a very long time. Very. Racist and segregationist who had a black baby in hiding. Because rape of domestic servants. Which is why we should not be talking about house niggas had it better. Ho, <laughs> oh, Christy. That is I why hate I that. fuck I hate that with you. I'm, I'm, I am so clearly a product of slavery and the rape of slavery that, like, it makes me so <laughs> mad. Because, like, people ask me all the time sometimes, like, what are you? Are you mixed? And I'll be like, no, I'm a product of slavery. And, like, they just don't know what to do with it. <laughs> But, like, how else do you explain it? Like, we didn't lighten ourselves up, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, we was trying to blend in and shit. So, I just feel like, so, okay, 
we elected Bull Connor with a, a tinge of Strom Thurmond. That's that was the platform he ran on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Law and order. We're gonna get everybody out of here. We're gonna lock motherfuckers up. You know what I'm saying? We're not gonna America take your guns again. from you. And I think the thing that people want to act like, oh, we so surprised that it's problematic. What he said was when he said many sides was that he validated a white supremacist point of view. Mm-hmm. Of course. And so the issue, you know what I'm saying, when he talks about, you know our history or you know many sides it's not even about whether or not we arguing over the facts of history it's about you know what i'm saying the interpretation mm-hmm. of it you know what i'm saying and so like that allows there to be two legitimate sides it, 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 it's the fox news argument fair and balanced you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying everybody gets equal representation and we <clears throat> to act like everybody's point of view is valid even though some of them clearly aren't because the reality is even if you are, you know what I'm saying, you don't, you're a white person that don't like black people, you don't like people of color, you don't want to live next door to them, none of that shit, fine. Find you a school district somewhere in Idaho and good luck with that, you know what I'm saying? Because the reality is we coming for you because, like, we breathe. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if you want to separatize yourself, you know what I'm saying, by where you choose to live, who you choose to hang out with, that's fine. But we cannot have a healthy society based on racist principles. What white supremacy is what is killing the global community. You know what I'm saying? And until we understand that, you know what I'm saying, we, we, we're we always going to have a problem because people are always going to present this white, the white supremacist point of view as if it is valid. And the problem with that is that, you know what I'm saying, it's actually not valid because it is the root of all of our problems. But the problem with invalidating a white supremacist point of view is that we make people look back at the history that they're so proud of and have to think twice about it. Because the reality is people love to take plantation tours. They don't want to think about niggas, you know what I'm saying, being owned and raped you know what I'm saying? And beaten and tortured to death working to make sugar and cotton and you that know would be saying? a hell of a protest. Uh, indigo cash crops. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to talk about those things. So it's 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 all about what what Slim was saying. It all comes back to history and it's all about the history that people are proud of mm-hmm. is the history that people should actually be ashamed of. Because mm-hmm. what like so if you could have an interview with like a a former like a former slave owner, right? And you'll hear them utter... I want to talk to Thomas Jefferson because he writes a lot about how this is a problem. What are we going to do with these people? First of all, it's not sustainable mm-hmm. and it's not right. We need to let them go. But oh, the money is so fucking good. The money is so goddamn good. What are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? Broke. And what I want to ask him is while you were contemplating all this big problem. Were you thinking about that while you were fucking this broad and she was breeding you more property? Mm. Did you think about that when you were doing this with also a child? Because let's also talk about the fact that you were a pedophile and how do you feel about that, sir? And then the, the, you know, there is rhetoric, this rhetoric that goes along with the whole culture of, you know, owning, owning people because you didn't believe they were people and raping people because you could treat your property I, however I don't you think... want to treat it. The question I would have is, are you a liar or are you bestial? Like, which one is it? Well, I don't, honestly, you know? honestly, I don't you think don't there was really an issue. Anybody fucking goats trying yeah. to breed people? I, I, I really don't think it's that they didn't believe that they were people. I believe they needed to have, to go to your rhetoric uh, statement. 
I believe they needed to introduce a line of rhetoric that they could fall behind that Something would enable to them. them. Comfortable. Exactly. So if we don't actually have to like admit if they're not actually people, we don't have to acknowledge their yeah, humanity. Yeah, but they're three fifths of a human being. Then like it's like, is it really? It, well, it, lies create paradoxes. Yeah, well, but it's not just that. Happened. Like I was, you know, it's, it's, there there was a there was a line of thinking that could a slave owner, and I was just listening to. Um, XM Radio, um, Sibirius XM, and um, Wilma Leon was just talking about like a popular line of thinking was, um, could a slave owner ever be uh, brought to justice for killing a slave? And the legal precedent that came out of it was no, because slaves are property and no person in their right mind would destroy their property. So that in and of itself was enough of a justification for why a slave owner could never be brought to, well... That'll have to be edited out. Uh, <laughs> a slave owner would never have to be brought to justice for killing a slave and why it didn't happen. So, And that's why I think that Thomas Jefferson is so interesting because he writes, you know, in his papers, he writes about, you know what I'm saying, this being a problem. What do we do with these people? More importantly, people love to talk about Monticello, you know what I'm saying, and how Monticello is this great work of architecture. But it is actually built on the concept of a panopticon, which is the ideal prison, which allows the person, the warden, to see everything. And one of the things that people who were slaves on Thomas Jefferson's plantation talk about is that he always knew where everybody was at all times to the point where it was actually scary. And so the reality is we need to I want to talk to him because you are afraid of these people sir because if you're not afraid of them why are you trying to keep such close tabs on everybody oh because mm. you think they might murder you in your sleep you know what I'm saying because everybody likes to talk about what what Thomas Jefferson was doing with Sally Hemmings but nobody talks about the fact that another thing he talks about in his papers is oh these people work so hard you know what I'm saying they're so immune to pain you know what I'm saying he is constantly remarking on how we are you know what I'm saying have all of these we, we do all of these things so much better than white people. And one of the things that uh, Joy DeGraw talks about, you know, with post-traumatic slave syndrome is that these people are writing about how remarkable, you know, our strength is and our ability to work, you know what I'm saying, past the point of exhaustion, because they're trying to convince themselves that what they're doing is not totally fucked up. They're trying to convince themselves that we are capable of the inhumane treatment that they are subjecting us to. And so because we can endure it, that must be okay. And not and just so that. the reality is not, a not lot just, of... I'm sorry. I just wanted to add on to what you were saying. Not just that, but they also threw God into that mix. Like, you know, like not, not only is it this is this is ma- this manifest destiny. This is our God given right. We should do this because we are the civilized ones and we're able to right. do this. But one of the things that we need to remember is that we didn't actually start caring about who slaves were worshiping until the 1800s. And so slaves were here in this country on this soil for close to 400 years, about 250 years, you know what I'm saying, before anybody cared about who we were praying to. So, you know, God is something that came into it once the abolitionists started talking about this being something that was wrong. But God didn't actually come into play, you know what I'm saying, as an argument that was, you know what I'm saying, really put out there, you know, in society until like the 1800s. You know what I'm saying? Before that, the justification for us being enslaved is that we were godless. You know what I'm saying? The European notion of the African was that we were godless people with no past, no culture, you know what I'm saying? And so they were there saving us. It's hard to have a culture when people keep stealing it from you. 
Well, but the, but but that's a lie. You know what I'm saying? They took us from thriving societies because the reality is, despite the fact that them and the Arabs through their own slave trade did their best to depopulate Africa, we still managed to keep a continent full of people. You take a people out of the cradle of civilization and say they are without culture and they are without <laughs> no, no, history. No, 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 and no history, without civilization. No culture, no God. We're not sure they're human. Cradle of civilization. So, so to bring that full circle to what we were discussing, um, and I, I'll have to, I think now I'm going to have to like dig this clip up, but you might have seen it. I believe it was on the Today Show where Representative King, I can't remember which district he's out of, he's out of made the statement that essentially, this is, this is 2016. He was basically saying that like, you no, know, the white man is the only person who's ever contributed anything to culture and society. I think I remember yeah. this. Nobody else has ever done anything. And then the woman next to him was like, well, are, you, are, are you serious? And in that moment, the, he would have gotten the ultimate G check from me. Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't make statements like that, dude, and not have things substantiated on. Like, you know, because the first thing you can go at, like, you know, just to keep it real surface, you don't have to get into like the actual history of things or whatever. You can just talk about music and culture here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, every major music art form that came out of this country was built by black people. Like everything came out of blues, and that that blues, came out of like that came out soul, of Negro spirituals and 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 suffering and, and shit like that. All that R and B, hip hop, all that shit came from us. <laughs> so like you know like your Elvis Presley and and your your Rolling Stones and Rolling Stones named themselves after Muddy Waters, one of his songs. Most of what exists uh, in this country's um, culture from an artistic perspective is because uh, Europeans tried to separate Africans from their culture. And the innovation within Africans wouldn't just allow it to die. So they created new things. That's what we do. Based on uh, what they could remember from their history and what was in their genes and, you know. And necessity. Created new things. And necessity. So that's what that's what hip hop was born from, from, you know, a, a segment of, you know, black youth to to have a voice uh, because they may have ha- they may have had a voice. They may have already had one um, if. They were descendants of Africans still growing up in their countries. Um, and because always remember, Africa is, is m- m- many countries, not just one. Mm-hmm. It's a continent. It's yeah. it's um, but if they were growing up with families in a lineage that was never like separated or broken or torn away from them, then they would potentially would not have needed to create something new. Um, but they were separated from it. And, and the beauty of genius is that it, proliferates genius Look, will proliferate you cannot stop it um there is nothing go ahead Chris. there is no cultural product that america has exported that black people have not either outright given this country or put their hands on the only thing that they may actually be able to claim is blue jeans but levi strauss started out and they were canvas and he needs to thank the motherfucking niggas for the indigo, you know what I'm saying, production that was going on that turned them blue. So everything in this country that we have exported, except for blue jeans and dream catchers, black people have either given them or put their hands on. But what about Buddy Lee? Remember Buddy Lee? Monument, all all of the pretty, you know what I'm saying, buildings. The Statue of Liberty is modeled after a black woman, even though it was a gift from France. I'm just saying. I just also like to throw out there, like based upon what Stone was saying, I was giving thought to this the other day. Um, when you talk about hip hop, hip hop, in my estimation, and if you disagree, that's fine. But in my estimation, 
hip-hop is nothing more than auditory soul food. And what I mean by that is there was a time when out of necessity, we needed to basically sustain ourselves on what we were given. We didn't have all the necessary ingredients to necessarily make a meal that other people would be able to go to and see these disparate parts and say, I can eat and survive off of this. And hip hop was the same way. Like, like these kids didn't have like the, the, the means to actually be able to like, you know, like, you know, create symphonies and stuff like that. Ever. It's a great they had, analogy. they had, they had their record players from their parent and their records, their parents record creation, um, collection. Uh, they had like, you know, um, stereo equipment and whatever. And what they did was they took all these disparate, part, disparate parts and they put them together in a way that only they could understand at the time. And they made something out of nothing. So they went back to their roots. They got something. They put something together. It's auditory soul food, yo. And Shout like, out to the Google Doodle. Like Google. You, you Doodle. Think about, Boom. Think about. That shit was great, wasn't it? It was think awesome. About, that I think I awesome. almost got fired. <laughs> Was, yeah, and uh, look, yeah. I like the I like the history they put in it. Uh, a lot of that stuff you would get if you um, watch the Get Down on um, mm-hmm. watch the Get Down on yeah, Netflix, yeah. um, season one, even specifically. Though, so this is like <laughs> it, it's interesting enough. Interestingly enough, the Get Down is it's a it's a fiction. It's it's a fictional story, but a lot of the characters in it like are real historical Flash is figures. A real dude. Yeah. And the guy that they got to play him look just like him. Exactly. And he does look just like Grandmaster Flash. Yeah. Um, but so the, a lot of the history you pick up is like it's accurate, even though this is a, a fictional story. But the genius of the breakbeat of figuring that out, mm-hmm. an, an entire new genre was of music was discovered. And music is art. None of us will, you know, deny that music is art. But there are many, many arguments for music being just as much math as it is art. Mm-hmm. The combination of those two is what created hip hop. It's genius. Mm-hmm. It's genius. And the only way you understand how genius it is is if you actually get into it and look at the foundation of how it started off. Like how you can like literally spin a record and let it go and it'll start exactly where you want it to yep. at the exact point you want it to on time, on rhythm, on beat, at the specific speed that you set it for. Uh, you can't do that without understanding <laughs> the sound that you're manipulating. And that's what it is, sound manipulation. You, know? you also so, got to understand like uh, beats per minute and measures and all of this other stuff. Have that, rhythm. Yeah, these these kids like may not have been formally trained. Shade. But they like intuitively and instinctively were able to figure out like to to basically decode the math to make the breakbeat. Uh, so I I just want to I want to make sure that we recognize the genius that hip hop hip hop is and was and you know sometimes I gotta say more was than is uh, because there's uh, some things happening in hip hop these days that uh, don't feel so awesome. Um, but when you add that to all of the other genres that Lee just talked about, the jazz and the blues, um, and the soul, soul music, pop, rock and roll, yeah, even hip hop, all of this stuff that my, my brothers and sisters, all in all, over 10 million listeners, let me your ear when you want to hear the hype is the ripest sound of the year. <laughs> Get up. Sorry. I'm like really a big song of the man. But go ahead. I'm just saying recognize the genius. And then when so when you talk about like history, that's the problem. You can't say respect this group's history. 
or respect that's that group's history. When you start trying to compartmentalize it, it makes it easier for you to leave out the parts to be selective and leave out the parts you don't want to recognize. So you don't want to recognize black genius and you don't want mm-hmm. to recognize uh, white hate and rape. No, it you wasn't know? hate. So you, if you, it was compartment- all about a way of life. Exactly. You compartmentalize it. You that's don't have that, to recognize that's those that, that's And see, that is that shit that I have had to and you're contend from, you're direct, with. Yeah, you, but you're from North Carolina, so I, I think you've probably heard North it directly Carolina. more than I've heard it. I have sat in classrooms where we have had discussions, when I was in college, mind you, where we've had discussions about civil war and slavery, and that is the rhetoric that I have heard directly from people's mouths. Like, it wasn't about slavery. It was about they were fighting for a way of life. Based and so, on owning people. It was based on the way of life was plantations and farming but and agriculture. But let's, and the working? owning people was, was just so happened to be a byproduct of that way of life. But, but the way of life was not necessarily how, how, sorry. the way I, the way of life was not necessarily owning the people. The way of life was like farming the land and you know you tending to, to the though, soil. So you, no 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 no. These are, these are employed people. No, they were provided with housing. So and I, I, to be honest, to be fair, I did not always hear the end of this argument because there were many times when I was like, you know what, fuck all y'all. And I just got up and I left. There's no legitimate rest of the argument. You own people. Because sitting in a room being the only black person. No, but what I was going to say. In a a college in the South, in a predominantly white city. What I I was going to say to add on to to what you were saying, though, is. That is largely what I've heard when I've listened to like AM radio or I've seen talk shows or wherever we've unfortunately been subjected to this this very just suspect argument that it, it wasn't about heritage because that's on bumper stickers, heritage, not hate. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Because at the end of the day, you have to look at it from very simply, you can look at the secession from the states and they state in the first fucking paragraph and most of them, it's about slavery. They wanted the right to own people because that was their industry. That was their way of making money. And they were comfortable as hell. And they weren't trying to let that go. And honestly, the people that wanted them to let that go were getting their ass whipped economically. That's really what it's about is economics. It wasn't even about a moral argument about whether or not slavery was good or bad. It was about like, hey, like, yo, like, y'all are whooping our ass in this industry. And uh, yeah. Well, because really, they were actually like the slaves were actually outperforming machinery in that day. That's how crazy it was. That's how like that's how gangster shit was. Like they were outperforming machinery. Well, now so, you're supporting the argument. You mm-hmm. know, you're supporting the arguments of you know how we could withstand you know that treatment. You know, because we were that yeah, right to survive as a motherfucker. I'm not so, look. I'm not supporting anything. I'm just saying like people so did what they felt they needed to do at the time. At that time, it's not that time anymore. And we're not going to pretend like that time didn't happen. And we're not going to allow you to create some type of argument or narrative, at least on these airwaves or not. We're going to be very uh, frank and, and outright and forthright. And we're just going to say what it is, yo. And they're, they're going to they're gonna continue for as long as they can to deny as much as they can. And I think, well, when I hear things like I heard on NPR today um, from that Law enforcement, law enforcement official, um, making very 
timely, very appropriate statements. I think more and more uh, people on the other side of the situation are recognizing that they themselves cannot deny the history. All right. Because when one group of people is unsafe, let's be nutritious about this. All groups of people are unsafe. What happens to the least of us happens to us all. Because what, what happens when uh, when you force somebody into a situation where they are starving, not because uh, by their own merits, they didn't want to work hard or they didn't want to take advantage of opportunities, but you created an entire ecosystem where they where it was set up for them to fail. And the only uh, options to them are uh, to do something where their family won't eat um, or to do something that, you know, we as law body citizens feel like we would not do. Right. So you're like no crack. Exactly. So you're creating a an environment to breed criminal activity. And what happens when you breed criminal activity? People steal. People harm other people. All right. And now you want to say that you're afraid of people of color and even poor white people because you've created a situation for them to not be successful. They resorted to something that, you know, who knows? Maybe if I was in a different situation in my life, maybe I would have made different decisions. So I can't say I necessarily wouldn't have done some of those things. Uh, and you want to use the results of the situation you and your ancestors created as a justification for why you are afraid of those people. Um, it's it's abominable is what it is. And yeah. And on top of that, you know, you talk about like, you know, people harm other people, stealing happens, all that other stuff. But also, uh, I guess, legitimizes the idea that there needs to be more policing of mm. said people. Mm. That that adds more of a, uh, a criminal element because now you have people policing and you have um, people who are coming in with their inherent biases that maybe haven't been retrained and informed about American history. So they're going in there with their biases or whatever. So how they interact with those people, criminal or not. Uh, is going to have an impact. And then, you know, these people get caught up in the legal system. And once you're in the legal system, it's hard to get out, yo. That's the way it's designed. So it's just like there are so many ensnarements that people have to try to avoid on a daily basis. You know, just trying to walk that line and just trying to survive and just like in, like that are not taken into consideration. So that's why I was saying when it comes back down to it, we here at least are not going to allow it to be some type of funny narrative or dishonest narrative let's let's be 100 100% honest take this as you will this is the god honest truth you cannot call yourself a patriot and a lover of this country and at the same time uplift and honor the confederacy you can't because the confederacy broke away from this union and went to war with this union so either you are a confederate or you are a an American, and if you're an American, you can't be a Confederate. You can't be both. There's it just it, they they are diametrically opposed, as Slim might say. I'm trying to borrow really? from Slim. Today. Really, really. That's the only way I sound intelligent is I borrow stuff from you. That you've ever he actually heard often. me use the word diametric? He tries to tap into your brain. I do, often. I do. Because if I don't, then like you know, Chrissy's gonna yell at me. You know. <laughs> He is just gonna sit back like you. You you brought this on yourself. You invited her on the show. This is all you're doing. All the side, yeah, all the side eyes that you can get are gonna be given to me all at once. It's more than I can handle by myself. So what I do is I just steal from you. That's what I do. Low subtle shade. Oh man, the 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 subtle shade is almost like you almost can't hear it unless you're attuned to it. Like 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 when she says Bobby. (laughs) 
You know, you just you just get really. We're gonna say you get really passionate. Impassioned is what we'll say. Really passionate. Yes, yes. You don't you don't yell. We can see we can see see and hear the passion. The passion becomes. I might be slightly above conversation. Auditorium. You definitely look like these niggas up beneath me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you you look you are definitely looking down your nose at us right now. That is that is me. I was prom queen of King High School. This is beneath me. Oh no, I'm just cutting watermelon. I'm going in the fridge. Of course you are. You gonna eat it off the rind? Of course you are. Why are we talking about Charlottesville? <laughs> no, I don't. If, if if I'm going to eat it off the rind, it's because I'm going to commit to eating a whole half of watermelon, and so I'm just going to sit down with a knife and a fork and a bowl to catch the juice. Right, just do it in the house. Got to catch that juice. <laughs> hey, hey, juice is fine until you make it plural. Like juice is just a fine word. <laughs> Juices is a, is a whole nother. Nothing wrong with juices either. It's a whole nother story though. Nothing wrong with juices either. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta get little hugs. Sometimes words they just get weird when you just by making them plural. Does it? Give me another example. I don't have any other examples. Juices. Oh man, the, that was your moment. Juices the one that just came to mind. Juices was well, that's the only could one. Somebody's names, but you know, dicks plural is almost always <laughs> a sexual thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess dicks, you asked for dicks, an example. Dicks could be problematic. I, I was actually asking for an example from Slim. That devil, I, I didn't that think devil's had a threesome. That's devil. Oh, so you well, knew I didn't have a backup. Right. You were, you were setting me. You didn't actually say. You were setting me up. Today. I know. It's, it's all good. We, we know, Chris. Why do men have such a problem with so a you're, devil's threesome? You're basically like American society right now. You were um, setting me up. I don't today. ever really. And this is just me. I'm weird in that way. I don't ever want to be naked around another man. That's in locker room scenarios. I don't like to be in bathrooms with. You know, it's just, it's Star just, world. huh? Call it what you want to. It's just, I just don't want to be like, yeah, that's not my idea of a good time. I just have a one dick uh, maximum rule. Well, when the I'm not competitive like that. Like, I don't, I'm not. You said I'm, when the revolution. <laughs> what the fuck yeah. does that mean? Like, what the hell? What the revolution? What type of revolution are you dick, talking about? A dick revolution? A revolution of dicks? Is it going to be like a threesome what revolution? What does that mean? What does that look like? Wow, that sound really aggressive and really. We all like, gotta take like a lot of for juices. the team. What, 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 what yeah, is this revolution, Christy? Yeah, what is this revolution? When is it? Where is it? Do I have to sign up? Can yeah. I just show up? Is stand, it on Facebook? If you don't stand is it on Instagram? Where do I sign up for it? We've well, you gotta be standing the, in attention for this one. We, we we've all seen the Handmaid's Tale. Imagine if you didn't make it to Canada. Uh oh. That's all I'm saying. But you was just out there in the wilderness. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, bathing in a river. You know what I'm saying? You gonna see another man naked? I'm just saying. Hey, Shit look, look. It sounds less interesting now. Yeah. <laughs> now that we're well, bathing uh, in a river and not well, just like threesomes abound. I I just say again, like um, I yeah, I you know, I don't, one dick max. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's just my rule. I have a one dick max rule, and that look that has more to do with you know my mediocrity as a lover as, than, than anything else. I don't. So now we're now what now we're on. We're on yes, I slammed yeah. the bottle down. No, no, no. Too much. I don't want another dude in there like killing the whole game while I'm in there, you know, being subpar. Like, it's, 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 I can't, Bobby, I can't deal with it. <laughs> the gentleman don't protest too do much. Why do, Bobby. Why, who is Bobby? Why do you keep? I don't understand who this person is. Uh, you keep uh, at, at this Sir point, Slim, I, I I care not Sir to even Slim Bobby. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to not engage in this kind of lies. My name is Slim Williams. <laughs> it was on my wedding invitation. In the words of Whitney Houston, Bobby, I'm not doing this with you today. When you look at all my when you look at all my busboys and poets promotional materials, they say Slim Williams. 
When I was I at, know a dude. Oh, when sorry. I was at Awesome I know Con, a dude who has I was many writing. newspaper articles Nigga, printed about him, and they ain't never printed his government name, so that don't mean nothing. <laughs> no. When I was at Awesome Con, I was recognized as as Slim Williams, not not as. Why are we still doing this? La 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 la. Well, is that la, like an la, official la, thing? I was at Awesome Con with you. <laughs> <laughs> Do we, do we want to talk? Do we want to talk about what happened? Also, let's no, talk we don't. About, we don't need to talk no, details. Let's talk about what happened. Let's talk, talk about details. it. Yeah. So we don't need to talk details. No, this is, this no, no, no. is great. So I'm passing. I'm passing my this weekend to you. All right. So uh, last weekend, <laughs> no, show me. Uh, we were. Uh, we meaning Slim and myself were at Awesome Con because we're both nerds. Uh, Beverage is delicious. We enjoy these type of things. Uh, we were specifically looking for a friend of my wife's. Um, she's a novelist, and she was ha- she had a stand at uh, Awesome Con when she was selling her books. And I knew she was there because my wife told me she said, "If you can find her, tell us at hi." I wanted to say hi to her anyway because I want to interview her. That's being set up for next week, by the way. Excited about it. Her name is Cerise Murphy. Shameless plug. Look out for that. Um, so while we were talking and looking for one Cerise Murphy, somebody who was in front of us. Literally, without seeing who was behind her, turn around. Says, "Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god!" She said, <laughs> "Oh my god!" She's like, "Oh my god!" She did not say, "Oh my god." She did. She <laughs> said, "Oh my god!" Back away from the mic. I want to hear this. She said, "Oh my god!" She said, "Do you host at Busboys and Poets?" He's <laughs> like, and it's like Slim. You know, Slim is like, "Why, well, yes, I do have some. <laughs> I do have some boys Yes, I do have some great people. Yeah, 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 yeah." And she's like, "Is your name Slim Williams?" I do have some great and he's like, "Yes, my name is Slim." I was like, "What the? Where the fuck does this happen? Where you're just talking and somebody hears your voice without seeing you? Oh my and, god! And, and crowded. We're at okay. We're in the DC Convention Center at Awesome Con. There are a lot of people there. A lot of people in costumes. Did he ask you to sign her titty. Well, I think I think he could have. I would have. I think he could have. Uh, you know, if he had a sharpie with him. But the fact that she turned around without seeing this dude and identified his voice out of the millions of voices that could have really been now there's millions of voices. Well, okay, dude. The, okay, the thousands of voices. That no, was, no, no, no. Wait, I'm sorry. I'll allow millions. Okay. The millions of voices that were resonating throughout the convention center is really thousands. But uh, yeah, yeah. The fact that she was able to identify that and then oh extrapolate God. and say, you know what? That is Slim Williams right Do there. Do you host the Best uh, Boys and a- Poets in Sherlington Yo. on the fourth Monday well, of every is, month? Is Girl, she is paying so much attention to every syllable that drops. I'm just saying, I like I've I've never had that level of fame. This is again really this this is again. Did you actually just use the word fame, dude? This is one of the reasons why I asked Slim to be on the show. I'm gonna live everybody bring everybody brings you know what they bring to to set. You know what I'm saying? He brings an awesome voice and very like painstakingly chosen words. I feel it coming um, together with his verbosity. So it all works out for the benefit of the show. If if the hyperbole was an actual event you, you know would be, you would be world champion I believe if she didn't have Bowl. I believe if she it didn't have him blue contacts she might have like like shed a single tear she had him blue contacts <laughs> yeah, it, it is was also kind that people were in costume man uh-huh. what is Grace Christy's saying something right now Let's that is a talk. stand it is a stand level response to be able to recognize somebody that you see in person uh, by voice. Oh, now, if you I was in a grocery store and one of the NPR people was talking in the line in front of me I might know their voice but be like 
could that be that person? Because they don't have faces. You know what I'm saying? But you listen to their voices. It might have been Kojo Naamdi. You know, you could recognize it. Kojo Naamdi. Right. But but we see you up, sta- up there on that stage in person. That's an in-person experience. So her recognizing your face would be understandable. But, nigga, you said, like, some syllables. And she was like, mm, what? Uh, I wish y'all could hear me shaking my head right now. Right. Yeah, there's no, there's no sound for that. It doesn't make a sound. No, there's no sound for that at all. You need to get some extensions You know what does make hair. sound, though? Your voice when you're standing behind someone in a line at Awesome Con and they're able to look, just pick you look. out of a crowd of a million this voices. This is a true story. I'm going to tell y'all this like this. It's a true this. story, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell y'all like this. Yeah, I, I'm on the radio with three characters right now. That's what you guys are. Oh, we're not even people. We now. are characters. You guys are colorful. You are famous. No, no, he's a personality. You're a colorful individual right now. We are characters. You are personality, you sir. Are. That's what it is. This is why he only drops by occasionally because he cannot bless us with these golden toned if vocals. I was, wow. His dulcet tones? If All was, the time. We are not ready. If I was your parents, I would send you to your room. Right are, are you saying that he has a mellifluous voice? I'm sure that woman wish you would send her to her room. Hey, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Come on, she Ray J. know about your me- mediocrity. As long as there's or not a second dick waiting in that room, then we, we'd be okay. Is this? If I get in there and there's a second dick, then all bets are off. Oh, my God. Is that you? Do you host the Best Boys and Poets <laughs> located in Shirlington, no, Northern Virginia? We, we disagree. Every fourth <laughs> Monday of the month. I do not recall uh, the oh, my gosh at the beginning. That's I a, heard that, it. The, the, oh, you weren't there. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know my life. You don't know where I was. You were chilling behind a book stand. Fly on the wall. Okay. Right. I, all right. All right. It, it, for, for for my own sake of credibility, I cannot say definitively whether or not oh my God was said, but I will say this. Can you deny? Time out, time out. If she did not say oh my God, by her yeah, putting her, her hand over did. her chest. She clutched pearls. By putting her hand over her chest. She Nigga, said, you oh should have stayed with oh my God if you knew that clutched pearls was gonna be your option. Yeah, yeah. She by her putting her hand over her chest and like leaning back is one of those things like where she leaned because Slim is tall. We're both tall. Um, you know, she put her hands over her chest, which means and she leaned she back. And, yeah, and she said, Do you host at Bus Boys and Poets? And like so, that right there is an oh my god. So maybe I could have added oh my god, but the oh my god was implied. She either oh my goded or she gasped because you can't like see automatically when your hand goes here. She was like oh my god, bitch, calm down, play cool. Oh my god, it's not Beyonce, but (laughs) almost. Do you host? Only thing I know about fame is Debbie Allen. I don't know shit else. Nah, about fame. Apparently, you and that young lady know different things about fame. Yeah, that young lady. That's it. Hey, well, hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> that one person. She hey, did man, not. Again, she did not somewhere. see you. She was like, "Wait a minute, is that the okay? Like, is like, that okay, the voice of an angel?" Well, well, let's just crush this whole conversation really quickly. You can agree that she did not see you. I, I agree. She did not see, and you. that she turned around based off of your voice alone and identified. <laughs> she was facing the opposite direction. You and, and off I your were voice having al- a conversation. And off your voice alone. She heard some portion did she of our recognize conversation. Me? And then Did she recognize me? She did no. turn and address us. She, yeah. addressed, she addressed you. So she asked you, Lee, if you hosted? No. No? She addressed you, right? We were standing together. Was I even in the conversation? She addressed did she us even both. look your way? No, I wasn't in the conversation. <laughs> that was literally I like ceased to be there. Uh yeah. So are we gonna are, we can agree to that? We can agree that Okay, that's enough. <laughs> That's enough right there. Okay. All right. Uh Christy, did you have anything you wanted? Because I, I think we have a good show here. I like is there anything you want to Well, I had a transition. Okay, transition, so, girl. Transition. 
I wanted to use this 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 uh talk about Slim and his fans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't have any fans. <laughs> Clearly you to do. discuss problematic people. Uh oh. Um so Christy's so, got this week in problematic people. Yes. This week in problematic people are people who are trying to say that Usher didn't fuck that girl cause she fat. Slow down. Uh that's a problem. That people are saying that? And yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are like, she automatically lying because Usher would never fuck her. He could fuck whatever he wanted. Why would he fuck her? Dude, BBW porn is some of the most watched porn on the internet across all demographics. So the reality is niggas want to fuck fat bitches. They want to jerk off to other niggas fucking fat bitches. You know what I'm saying? And like, (laughs) I feel like... Is the ill for the jerking off or for the fat bitches? Well, the jerking off for other niggas, and then I just that that's right there. That's what porn is, on that. Yeah, yeah, but it's just, yeah, right. That's I mean, let's not pretend. You know what I'm saying? You are getting some kind of excitement out you of it. See even another day. Well, look, I'm simply so, gonna say that uh, I, I like what I, I like, my and, way. and I don't uh, I don't go in um, for uh, obesity because that's not a preference of mine, um, but. Uh, I I'm not gonna say that I haven't had an occasion, you know, to. You're not afraid of the thickness. To be, yeah, right. When you like thick women, then that means there's gonna be some women that are that total line that are on the cusp. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That are borderline. You know, depending and, upon how many biscuits they have, they can fall over. Exactly. But I think the, I think the point so, that Chrissy is trying to make is just the idea that he no would not. Fuck oh, her I agree. No, and honestly, yeah, I ridiculous. had not heard. I had not heard that, and I don't. I don't feel like even this conversation right here, like you know what I'm saying, like oh, thick we're being ignorant though. That, you know we're we're, we're like, being yeah, funny. We're, we're just being funny. There are people who like fat women. Yeah, yeah. I know a couple. And 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 there are tons of fat women who should not be made to feel like they're not sexy. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because they think Usher wouldn't fuck them. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody else thinks that Usher wouldn't fuck them. Mm. The reality is, this is all about people projecting what they say they like onto somebody else. Because what you say you like and what you do are two different things. Very the true. only problem I had with her Pornhub was that, that she was like, yes, I had sex with Usher and he did not tell me that he had herpes and I don't have it, but I just feel some kind of way. Like, why are you out here talking then? Like, you could have just shared that story with your good girlfriends. Like, yeah, girl, I fucked Usher. Well, she, I think she got a settlement out of it. So I think. Well, she also posted real. on Twitter, like, I need money. Yeah. She did do that, didn't she? She did do that. I think that's damaging, do you think? Where is Usher from? Atlanta. No, I don't know. He's from Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, Usher definitely have had some sex with some, uh, with, with some, uh, <laughs> with some some extra thick women. He's from Atlanta. It's happened. Like, it's in the South. Everybody eating grits and biscuits. Come on now. Not everybody. Grits and biscuits. Yes, they are. Everybody they eating grits and biscuits. Eating grits and biscuits. Look, look, and biscuits. Well, why does everybody get to generalize except for me? Both of them. This is some bullshit, man. I can, no, no, no. I can do it because I'm from the South. And I can do it from well, my house. Well, wait a second. Sorry. Slim and I are also from the South. Thank you. We're beneath the Mason Dixon. Hello. Yes. Technically. It's South Light. No, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Let me just throw this out here because a lot of people like to do this. Do you like no, Hell I, yeah, I, he's yes, grits. Of course, but well, hold on. Wait a second. Let me just wait a minute. Point. With salt, not no What's motherfucking sugar. sugar. Okay, that's fine. Okay. I just want to throw this out there very quickly because a lot of people like to throw shade when they make the comment that we're beneath the Mason Dixon. Uh, last I checked. Harriet Tubman and Frederick Douglass, both from Baltimore, Maryland, and that or that general vicinity. 
So, like, you can't, like, you know, champion what they've done and their strides and all that other stuff. There's a lot of history. Bro, they, they just I'm just saying it's beneath the Mason like, Dixon. That's all I'm saying. So people like, yo, it's South like, oh, y'all not really Southern. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yo, I that shit it. was beneath. I stand yeah. behind it. Okay. Well, I'm just saying I disagree. I stand and behind just, it firmly with a bowl of grits and I, a biscuit. And <laughs> <laughs> know what? I would toast your I would toast your your grits and your biscuit with some salmon on top. Hey. Can we put can we throw hey, some salmon or salmon croquettes? Can we salmon throw some can we throw some cheddar cheese in those fresh biscuits? You can put salmon you can put cheddar cheese in the grits. Right in the middle of the But you gonna have a salmon croquette, biscuits. you ain't gonna have like salmon salmon. No, I don't know about that. You don't know what? I don't no. know about that. My you don't know about that, or you don't know what that is. I don't know about no, I know both. I'm just saying, I'm just saying I don't I don't know if I agree with you. That's why you south like. My, my grandmother you know used what? to make. You're just dis- disenfranchise me. First of all, I had the president try to disenfranchise me on <laughs> his speech. He's going to keep doing it. dog whistling, and now you're going to do it on my own. He's going to keep doing it. We're only eight months into this. Oh, he can't stop. Year. Won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Bad president. Oh, Lord. Thanks, white people. Now, nah, that was a good point. Christy, honestly, I had not heard that. I mean, I've heard a lot about the whole Usher thing. And supposedly there's somebody who's now tested positive and she wants $20 million for getting herpes. Um, but now he's also saying like, oh, but I don't have it. Oh, well, a, a quick a quick STI test will, check, will, will, will sort all that out. Yeah, either you, you have it either or you, you do don't. or you don't. Yeah, yeah, that's... No, what, some of it was very interesting because um, I was listening to Karen Hunter's show and uh, on SiriusXM um, and... What's her name? She's a poet. I didn't realize that, but she uh she plays on Insecure. Um, I think it's the the friend who's the like the like the alcoholic slash um Natalie Rothwell? The one with the curly hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Natalie Rothwell. I think she might be That's not her government name. I don't know her that by is name. Her government that's not the name. that's not the one then. I was gonna say I don't know her by name. That's not the one then. Okay, she looks but, familiar. Like but one of one before. of the people on there, whatever, basically she was saying like she like she was she made her bones in New York and all this stuff or whatever, and then she got into acting and went back and forth a little bit. But she was saying like at one point, like they made like one of those like shady comments about Usher or whatever. And she said, she said, well, let's stop pretending like, like 90% of the population don't have herpes. And let's just say, 90%? We're like, what are you talking about? She's like, yep. shit. She's like, yeah, 90%. A lot of people have herpes. One she, in four. She, she said, she's like, like, yo, chicken pox is a form of herpes. Yep. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I've heard that before. Actually, I heard that from you. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And it's I've never had chicken pox before. I need to like like get that vaccination yeah, for that you, shit. You've ever had a, a shingles breakout? Like it's singles. in the it's in the family. Mm-hmm. Like it's from chicken yeah, pox. Yeah, and that's what she's saying. Yeah, like yeah. shingles. She was saying shingles, chicken pox. So she said like yep. she, she said she said black people. And this was I thought was hey, interesting. You know? She said build up so much fear around things that are. She said I think that HIV and AIDS is much more of a conversation than we need to have. Right. Oh right. no, we're you not going to talk about that. <laughs> Herpes was not actually a thing that anybody gave a fuck about until, until the seventies. No, until the seventies when Big Pharma came up with a drug to treat it. And the reason why nobody cared about it is because most people have it, or actually most people have it. I think it's like something like eighty percent of the population actually has Some form. been exposed to herpes. Yeah. There's no real difference between oral herpes and genital herpes. You can have, you know what I'm saying? But they they splice that shit up though. Appear, you can have a store appear. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, it's something, 
something like 40 to 60 percent of what people think are genital herpes cases are actually genetically, if you actually do uh, the, the DNA test on the virus, are actually oral herpes and vice versa. So the reality is, you know what I'm saying? Herpes is a thing. It goes everywhere. It's related to chickenpox. If you are old and you have a shingles outbreak, you know what they're going to give you? Valtrex, the yep. same thing they would give you for a herpes outbreak because yep. it's the same goddamn virus, essentially. And it, it's like it's like it doesn't cause infertility. It may give you a sore, but the reality is most people don't even get sores. Most people who have herpes that are symptomatic think that they have like a yeast infection. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like that they're just a little itchy. It's not actually something that most people like those those sores that you see on like, you know, like pamphlets and shit like that. That's really worst case scenario. And most people are not the worst case scenario. Most people are living with that in HPV. It's basically almost like the equivalent of the common cold. You don't mm-hmm. even have to have sex to get it. All you have to do is, you know what I'm saying, kiss, you know what I'm saying, skin on skin, you know what I'm saying, hug, cheek to cheek. Like it's 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 out there. And we should not be afraid of it. And we should stop stigmatizing people who have it. And we shouldn't say that, you know what I'm saying, people should have only herpes only or HPV only dating groups. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard of in my life. Because and 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 on some levels I feel like you should disclose to your partner, but on some levels it's like if your partner's not actually educated enough, it's almost like why do you want to disclose? Because people hear herpes and they're like, oh my God, you have it for life. It's like, yeah, you got chicken pox for life. You got mono for life. People have never white folks ain't stopped kissing each other. You know what I'm saying? liberally, you know what I'm saying? And we call mononucleosis the kissing disease, you know what I'm saying, which may actually cause a whole bunch of lifelong complications because related to Epstein Barr, you know what I'm saying? And like we don't judge people and say, like, you know what I'm saying, we don't ask people to say, do you have mono when you ask them, you know, have you had an STI? You know why we don't? Because people have had mono too and they don't know about it. There's lots of viruses out there that people have been exposed to. And when they come out with a drug for it, then there's gonna be this widespread panic. But people living been living with it. Not having any really adverse effects from it and we should stop being panicked about it hpb there's a vaccine if you're really concerned about it go get it but if you got a healthy immune system you know what i'm saying most people will clear the shit on their own and again things that come from skin to skin contact we should not be freaked out about because you could really just shake somebody's hand and totally be infected well what if you could just get so like fact- one one herpy instead of herpes like but the thing that like made that no to sense to me or, or just a herp the things that made no sense to me was like how are these people able to pinpoint with precision like CTE that he that they got it from him you not you can't <laughs> you can't somebody actually pays to have the actual virus uh, that strain and then yeah no yeah. you have to have it actually sequenced to see if they actually match up that's what i was that's what i was referring to but you said sequence that's not yeah no because it's it's, it's it's even deeper than it's even, <laughs> i thought sequence even, was the sparkly no, stuff it's, on it's, your clothes it's, it's, and i thought sequence was like a group from sugar hill gang oh my god so like i was saying it's even deeper than just having <laughs> the actual Chrissy's trying to have a serious conversation Sorry. educating us about uh, uh, everything, the so human condition, and we make so a it's joke. Deep, it's deeper than just having the strain typed. You actually need to have the exact genetic sequence because there are different mutations as it passes on from person to person, but a direct passage, like a direct uh, 
transmission from one person to another will yield basically the same thing with little to no mutations. Well, and so you would have to have the actual strain that they have sequenced. You know what? Ain't nobody paying for that shit. Well, for like a $20 million case, somebody might be inclined. Yeah, they may, they may actually. Yeah, yeah. Now, some, now somebody going to have to pay for that. They might actually wrong. wear some. <laughs> and that's, actually, the, that's the wrong sequence. They might wear some sequence. Like, yeah, he yeah, will, and if she lose, then she will. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but either way, people know her business. So, uh, yeah, I hope it's worth it. Well, you're talking about the big girl? No, I'm talking oh. about an old girl who jumped out there saying that she got herpes specifically from Usher. Like, you know, it, was okay. a, it made a big thing out of it. And now know. she was like talking about like, oh my God. Well, I got you know like death threats. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a exclusive announcement here on Flash Black. Oh shucks. Are you leaving us? I had or sex with Usher. And I think he gave me herpes. Oh Jesus. Um in your mediocre Really? Way. Yeah, I had really? mediocre like, dude, like, I had seriously? mediocre sex with Usher I'm gonna push you off that bar so <laughs> <laughs> He gave me herpes uh, Well he just that, gave me one herpes He gave me If you do that I, I, a singular, I'm perfectly fine with that He gave me a single herpes T-Rich you can, you can I'm trying to sex. think of how I, only, I can push him To keep from causing like some sort of traumatic brain injury I only want $500,000 Because he gave me one herpes He didn't give me herpes What are you eating Christy? I don't know, but she is tan. I want money because he's not having sex with me. Say that one more time. It's like she's alternating watermelon and something else. You know. I would want money because he denied having sex with me. Oh. Well. Fuck the herpes. He did. He was like, look, I just brought her on stage because I was trying to boost her her self-esteem. You know, that's what we do sometimes. Right. He told me I was the sweetest piece of ass he's ever. Like, I mean, so what if you fucked a big girl, Usher? Don't nobody care. Again, no, my care. issue right. with my issue it's with her like is that she was like, "I need money." Look, I had sex with Usher, and he did not tell me he had herpes, and I feel some kind of way, but I do not have herpes. Usher and I have been lovers so for ten years. I'm gonna push you off this motherfucking bar stool. You know Slim is not gonna allow this to. We just gonna know what we're gonna do. I feel like this is a good stopping point, Christy. Like for real, I appreciate you. Like you know, breaking it down. These and, are my uh, confessions. Uh, Gotta be pro home. And if you got to be pro-ho, you got to be a... Uh, you got me informed. Uh, Let it burn. <laughs> that's, 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 that's not the same. That's not what he meant by that. <laughs> when I told her, I said, yeah. You, 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 you actually went to Usher. Like yeah, a, he had a lot of hits. You better drink that juice and spit that seed out. <laughs> yes. So yes. it was yellow. It was no orange and red watermelon. Oh, okay. Amanda Orange Seals woman. is her name. That's her name. Amanda, Amanda Seals, Seals is the one who was on. Uh, oh, she's the one that like got all up in uh, Caitlyn Jenner's ass, figuratively. Uh, at that Katy what? Perry party about Caitlyn Jenner being white and having white, being a white man and having white privilege, essentially. Uh, Dion Cole had a great joke, in my opinion. Other people might not find it funny. Dion Cole had a great Caitlyn Jenner joke, but. Uh, was and Caitlyn Jenner was just like, was I don't Netflix understand. Joint. I don't understand why you wouldn't love this country. And Mendes was like, what? You don't understand why I wouldn't love this country? Like, being a black person in America? Like, I haven't had the same experience in this country that you've had. And Caitlyn was just like, but it's America. It's, you know what? It's great. Like, I feel like Caitlyn you? Jenner is somebody who I would have to say, you know what, ma'am? I'm going to pray for you. And we're going to end this conversation and we can agree to say hi to each other. But you never going to speak to me beyond hi and how's the weather. 
because I might spit on you. And like, I don't want to go to jail for spitting on you because you're going to call your lawyer. Mm-hmm. You're going to call it a hate crime because I'm trained. Yeah, hate crime? Did you right. just say hate so crime? I'm Did I say hate crime? I think a crime here, ma'am. Because like that bitch, that hoe left her house with her top down in a Make America Great Again hat after he tried to ban some trans people and only because queer twitter took her to task did she even think that she needed to make some half-assed apology talking about some i won't do this in the future but you're still respecting her pronouns i appreciate that about you i mean she is who she she is but she's still an asshole i don't know she is who she is that's the problem i have what do you mean you yeah, don't know no. who she is, who she is? I, I think it's all very suspect. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, she I, is one of the 53% of white women who voted for Trump. So, I mean, she is exactly that's what I'm talking is. about. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. I, I, I. Get your words, baby. <laughs> no, on. because I know, I know it's I'm about okay, to step baby. in something take right now if I say this. Take your time, baby. You take your time, baby. I personally feel. What time is it? <laughs> Take my time for time, is it? Is that my is that, is that my last opportunity to get off the, the horse before and run off the cliff? Um, I personally feel that it was kind of a smack in the face after Stuart Scott got his award for courage the year before for Caitlyn Jenner to step in and get an award for courage for doing something that so many people have done without the benefit of being a reality TV quote unquote superstar. And having, she's still courageous. I don't. I don't. I don't. Think, I, don't I don't know if I necessarily think she's I courageous. I don't agree. With that. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm just gonna stop there. I, I don't think necessarily think that she's, she's courageous. courageous. I, I. I do, and I think she's courageous not because she's on reality TV. I don't think that takes anything away from it. I think the reality is she's old. She's old as fuck. And like, their life was was that, married that to somebody a, else. That, that is a big, huge deal somebody of her generation she is a baby boomer you know what i'm saying she's what late 60s early 70s like that is a huge fucking deal for somebody that age to feel like i don't want to live this way anymore and the last little bit of time that i got left i'm gonna live it how i want to live it i think that is courageous i think it is courageous to tell eight children that you have raped 10 children that you have raised you know what i'm saying that like i don't want to be a man anymore. I want to be the woman that I feel like I've always been. That takes a lot of courage. You know what but I'm saying? I question sorry, this, but sorry, nigga. Wait, wait. How <laughs> sorry she, about your struggle, nigga. How, how it is all played out in the media, her personal politics, I feel like all of that clouds the fact that like a man in his late 60s and early 70s or a person who had been living their whole entire lives presenting as a man who is famous for doing something very masculine being you know what i'm saying the Mm -hmm. decathlon winner you know what i'm saying that takes a lot of courage to come out and say not i'm gay but like i'm a woman and I'm, i'm i'm going to live my whole life this way because the reality is let's pretend that you know what i'm saying she just became famous what would you say if your next door neighbor who had had four children with two different wives, you know what I'm saying, married this woman who had four young children, y'all raised y'all eight children collectively together, you know, through your different households, but your household being a main, you know what I'm saying, uh, place that they also spent a lot of their time. Then you had two more children together and you came out to all of those 10 people, those 10 children who are grown now, you know what I'm saying, plus all of your wives, you know what I'm saying, and said, this is who I am. 
That's courageous. Do you think that they, if that was the case, you think, think they wouldn't know? A lot of, I think that takes a lot of personal courage. Now, yeah, didn't but Chris I mean, say she knew? Chris yeah, said she, she knew? I think she had an idea that he wasn't like, you know, but... I, Dude, I'm just I, I I feel like there's a lot of like the 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 problem I have with Caitlyn Jenner is I don't necessarily understand like whether or not that's who you were or not whatever you still got into these relationships presenting yourself as one thing and then not being that and you like like you like made vows based upon that. But not, that's why. Well, hold on, wait a second. Hold on, wait a wait a second. Wait a second. I'm just I'm just saying. So <laughs> th- like you know like you made <laughs> vows based upon those things. And then you know you get you get in this like this environment or this uh, this culture with the reality TV whatever. And I feel like there there are times when it's not just Caitlyn Jenner. There are times when people who are white and who have celebrity whatever, when things get drastic or heavy or hot, you know they get to hide behind their celebrity and uh, privilege. And I feel like there's just time, like the, the manslaughter, or like the vehicular manslaughter thing, mm-hmm. whatever. There's just too many things that I just don't understand, honestly, how genuine this person is in their motives. That's all I'm saying. To me, the motives, I can't say that this is what that is. I'm not saying that they didn't feel this way. Well, I'm just saying I don't know I'm how opportunistic actually... they're being in the process. And that's why I can't give like props to it. I'm saying like Brittany well, Reiner because... came out for being like... um um. Uh, that's still in, in women's basketball. Although people joke all the time about women basketball, female basketball players, a lot of them, most of them are are, are homosexual or or lesbian. I'm sorry, uh, we're we're not in the '80s. Um, uh, a lot of them are lesbian. Um, it, it's still a taboo for them to come out and admit that. So you know, I mean, I don't think like you know, it, I just think it's just like, come on, man, I just. I don't know. I just it just feels it just feels well. That's why I was saying too. you have to separate. You have to be able to separate the Kardashians. Well, that's like separating the Confederacy from, from you know America. Now you want to do it, but it's but it, but it's not. <laughs> but it's, and and it's, and the reason why it's not is because like I said, I just asked you to imagine that your next door neighbor. Because the reality is like when you were gonna start talking about vows, like I had to cut you off because like you know what I'm saying when he was a man who had been married three times, ain't nobody saying nothing about him making vows. I can say the same thing there too. Uh, Made a vow to the first wife, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But we're, but we're not actually openly judging him about that. No. You know what I'm saying? So, like, now we want to go back in hindsight and be like, oh, you did this, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like then we also don't take into account, you know what I'm saying, the fact that Bruce Jenner was a grown-ass man, you know what I'm saying, who won a gold medal in 1976. So, like, who do you know in 1976 who wanted to have any kind of high, whole high-profile career or goals who was coming out and saying, I'm trans? Even Elton John was telling us he was bisexual, you know what I'm saying, in the late 70s and the 80s. It took him a long time to come out as gay. He was just a rock star. Wow. So, you know what I'm saying? The guy that was on the Wheaties box, that's that's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? And why should you not want to be a decathlete, you know what I'm saying? Because you feel like a woman inside. Like those two things should I never made that argument though. I, I No, that, but, yeah. but but when you but when you talk about his genuineness and why is he doing all this now and that well, is well, I'm not, well, there's, like, no, there's nothing but, but, to but say what, that he can't be a decathlete if if he feels that way though. I never made that but argument. It, but, but no, but what I'm saying to you is that the reason why he was living his life, which the reason why she was living her life the way she was, was because in 1976, when she was a grown ass woman, it wasn't really an option. I never made any. Her. I'm, I never, I never said anything about 1976. I just said that at this stage in the game, when you come out and you, you're doing transgender, there are people who are not Bruce Jenner 
who have to worry about like navigating their daily lives. You mean black, like all white, of the or black other. trans women that black, have been white, killed? Black, white, other. Yeah, and you were talking no, about that other. And we had this conversation. I'm just saying. So the so question like, is, 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 are all of them courageous as well? All of them are courageous. Hell yeah. I think that they are more courageous than him because they have... I don't understand how he gets to be. The, I don't understand how he got to be the spokesperson and like you know just overnight for doing something that people been doing for. Okay, again, like I. I well, no. Let's let's talk about that. I really don't the reason to. why she gets to be well, well, no, because the I reason brought it why up. Go ahead, it's fair, bro. I brought it up. Go ahead. The reason why she gets to be the spokesperson is because the black women who have been the spokespeople until she came out, you know what I'm saying, are not actually socially acceptable. Don't nobody want to hear from Laverne Cox. You know what I'm saying? They don't. Because if she wants to talk about her transness, she's also going to talk about her blackness, and people don't want to talk about that because they can barely get their mind around the transness. So Bruce Jenner has become, you know what I'm saying, the mainstream go-to because she's white and she's palatable. Well, but that was... has nothing to do with the trans community. That's the media. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not what the I'm speaking to and I, and <laughs> that's, what I was, that's what I was speaking to though. I, 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 th- I mean <laughs> I think Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, whatever I think she is genuine in what is going on with her life mm-hmm. um, do I think she's necessarily the most courageous person in the United States? Slightly like opportunistic maybe? That's all I'm saying No, Just, you know, the opportunistic. Um, I mean I don't think it takes a whole lot of Courage. Me personally, I don't think it takes a whole lot of courage to have like all of these things at your disposal and then decide to say, I'm going to live my truth. I think it takes a lot more courage to have much less to, for example, be one of the the black trans women in D.C. even who's been murdered when you have to like, you know, live in whatever apartment building you're living in in the city and, you know, Nobody's paying doing you. what you're doing on K Street just to survive. Nobody's paying you millions of dollars. Nobody's paying you millions of to, dollars. To, to, to tell your story. You don't have all of this fallback money. You you are literally living day to day. And you made the choice to say, like, you know, I know this is frowned upon. This is dangerous to my my being as a living person. Every day, this is dangerous to my 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 continuing to exist. I think that is a lot more courageous than Caitlyn Jenner, who decides to like you know throw on a Hervé Leger dress and get a Mac campaign. I just don't see the courage in it. As I mean, it's you know it's commendable that like okay, this is you decided to like live your truth. That's great. That's wonderful. That's special. Do you deserve an award for it? Probably not. Do you deserve a reality show for it? Eh, maybe because that's what America is. I mean, they, I mean, the reality show is going to come well, anyway because I, that's I what she's like doing, though. She's getting an award because she's an athlete, and she's probably. Yeah, I think she she got an award because same. she was a quote unquote athlete who decided to like come out and all of a sudden right, right, I'm, I'm right, a, exactly. I was a man and now I'm living as a woman and that takes a lot of courage to be an athlete and decide like hey I was a an athletic man right. who won all of these medals and whatnot and now I'm coming out to you saying I'm a woman I don't necessarily see right, this courageous I, because because I feel like I'm not actually I, I I find Caitlyn Jenner to be abhorrent you know what I'm saying like I you know watched one episode of the show just because I wanted to see how problematic it was and I couldn't even get through the whole episode I am not at all defending 
Caitlyn Jenner, the machine, or the Kardashianness of the whole situation. But just from a personal standpoint, I think that what she did is courageous outside of, you know, how she's going to milk it for all it's worth. Um, but this is America and capitalism rules, you know what I'm saying? So I, she she has every right to milk it for all it's worth. I also think that, you know, while she did get an award and, you know, she is courageous, I don't think that her struggle is anything in comparison to trans women of color um, or trans men of color for, for, for that uh matter too because you know if you don't have the means as a trans man of color to you know have a mastectomy or um you know like or what, what do they call it i don't i don't know so selective breast removal like if you elective breast removal if you don't have the option to do all the hormone and therapy and everything like that then essentially you're stuck presenting to the world as you know what i'm saying what most people would think is just a very butch lesbian which still negates you know what i'm saying your identity and i think that you know trans people of color definitely have you know, a way harder road to hold than, you know what I'm saying, Caitlyn Jenner does. But I think that, you know, just because Caitlyn Jenner has a whole lot of privilege doesn't mean that it's not its own difficult struggle, you know, what she's going through. I mean, um, and I think that she's a shitty example, you know what I'm saying? And there are tons of, you know, better examples. She's the dumbest but, of um, examples. Again, I think that she is probably the most palatable because. <laughs> Most of the trans activists I know of um, who have any kind of name recognition are people of color. And ultimately, what they're talking about is intersectionality. And I think that's the thing that queer people of color, you know what I'm saying, are really bringing to the table. They're the ones who are really, I think, pushing a lot of the conversation about intersectionality, you know, um, and how we can't just talk about, you know, are you, you're not just one thing, you're all of these things combined. And we need to talk about how all of these things come together and interact, you know, to either be an advantage or a disadvantage. And I think that, again, I have to keep saying Caitlyn Jenner is only the face of trans people for the mainstream media because she is palatable because she's white. And she has a lot of money. And so her her transition is not a struggle because the one thing that we don't like to talk about in this country is real struggle. I think a, a, a something that would be really good for a discussion later on um, would be uh, th this is a good example of Caitlyn, Caitlyn Jenner uh, deciding to make this public transition um, at a time and her life and career um, where she felt like she was ready, but the American media uh, taking hold of it and making her the face of it and words like courage and bravery are being used. And as uh, you know, Lee and, and Takia made the point that there are people who have, you know, been making this decision for years before. Is there like a diminishing um, scale or is there the, is there a diminishing return on like courage and bravery? Like, is it less because she's doing it now when other people have been doing it before her? Is it still equally as courageous because this is this is her struggle and you have to overcome whatever you need to overcome individually to be able to make that decision? I think that would be like an interesting discussion Caitlin, to have. Caitlyn Jenner is the Elvis Presley of trans. And let me just say this on, and I wasn't going to mention it. I wasn't. I wasn't going to discuss it, even though he's problematic as fuck. Um, Little Duvall and his fucked up ass appearance on The Breakfast Club and his um, agreeing to commit a hate crime. 
basically talking about how he would murder a, a trans woman. And then just the idea that in that conversation, um, Janet Mock had been on the show previously. And I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. Who is Janet Mock? Janet Mock is a um, black trans woman. She's written a book. She's an activist. She's she's all over the place. Okay. Um, but they held up her, Envy held up her book and was like, oh, well, what if you saw her? Nobody held up Caitlyn Jenner's tired-ass Mac campaign where she laid there looking like a fucking corpse talking about if you saw her, you know, what would you think? So Caitlyn Jenner is, I I... I can barely call her palatable. But Caitlyn Jenner is not like the the actual face of this. Like the things that, and for any trans people that are listening to this, I do not pretend to know all the ins and outs of what goes on in the trans community. Um, I certainly do not. I want to make no. that clear. So yeah. if I made some missteps, please, please, by all means, feel free to respond um, on the Facebook Educate or Twitter. Us, Send a message. Yes, please. Enlighten us. Say, hey, y'all got this wrong, this X, Y, Z. But, you know, Janet Mock, this this black woman of color, was the one who was being held up and used as a prop in that moment to, like, allow little Duvall to, like, push forward this this agenda of just, like, oh, yes, kill a black kill a woman if you think, you know, she told me she, she didn't tell me she was a man. Well, she's not a man. Um and just like, why does she have to be used as a prop? So Caitlyn Jenner's all the way over here, all the way over there. Y'all can't see me, but I'm pointing far. And trans women of color are right here in the trenches. And they're the ones that are having to deal with the real life consequences of being a trans woman. Not Caitlyn Jenner and her like weird... Make America Great Again, riding with the top down shit. And and I think the reason why I think that Kate, I say Caitlyn is palatable is because, you know, Caitlyn Jenner with her, not only comes her whiteness and her privilege, but like with that means that she doesn't have to talk about sex work. Right. You know, she doesn't have to talk about the, the real nitty gritty of what it means for most trans women in this country, definitely women of color, but even white trans women, you know what I'm saying? The reality is it is hard for them to find employment. And so a lot of them are forced into sex work. A lot of them are homeless because, you know what I'm saying? People will not either outright rent to them or, you know, they may be outed, you know, and so then they find themselves, you know, all of a sudden being evicted. And so I think that what makes Caitlin palatable is her whiteness and her privilege mean that we don't have to talk about the racism or the, um, the discrimination on basic human rights like housing and employment that the average trans person right and breathing that the average trans person has to go through because if you are not allowed to participate in the legitimate economy and you're forced into sex work then that just dramatically increases you know what i'm saying that your your chances for being in dangerous and life imperiling situations Mm -hmm. and i think that that is what makes caitlin jenner Jenner palatable the fact that we don't actually have to talk about the plight of trans people when we talk about her you know because and, and so that she gets to you know so people get to glom on to her a lot of the mainstream media oh, like it's easy word. because it's easy to talk about you know in you know like puff 
you know, publications, it's easy to talk about her transness and not have to talk about the other stuff because all these other women, when they talk about their transness, they're going to talk about poverty. They're going to talk about economic disenfranchisement. They're going to talk about, you know, people thinking that they don't have a basic right to live or be or use the bathroom or have a place to live. And so, you know, that, you know, uh, until we can face those things as a country, Caitlyn Jenner, as, uh, you know, anybody's, you know, spokesperson for transness is just, you know, indicative of the symptoms of how sick our country is. So with that said, um, I think we've given you guys a lot. We do. We have to go. Um, Bye, friends. (laughs) (laughs) So that's Christy signing off. Um... Da Vinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett third. That's double. No, Takia was doing a wrap-up. Let her finish. We were doing the wrap-up. She's passing it. She was passing it to S-double to, to say my goodbyes. Say your goodbyes, Heather. Why am I Heather? I don't know why you Heather. The second time I've been referred to as Heather. It's not the second time. It's not. <laughs> it's like the 10,000th time. Heather well, Williams. Heather. That, that I've been uh, privy to. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, like you listen uh, to the show. They call you Heather regularly. All the time. Um, why, why? What is the significance of that? Well, we can talk about that. Yeah, off my So, yeah, yeah, so this is T Rich, and um, we are putting a bow on this and wrapping it up. It's been a messy week. Try to make sure that you guys take care of yourselves and take care of each other. You can find this podcast and previous episodes of this podcast on Twitter. At we Flashback said it's Radio, on at IG, Flashback but News. it's not. Yeah. Um, right. Stitcher and tune, tune in. in. Hmm? On Tune In. Tune In, yes. Flash Black, that's Flash Slash Black Radio. Are we still on SoundCloud? Is we're SoundCloud, SoundCloud still SoundCloud. alive? We're, we're still on SoundCloud. SoundCloud is still, still alive. Is it Facebook? Yeah. So um, Flash Slash Black on Facebook. Catch yep. us on iTunes. You can catch us on Google Play. Yeah. If you see Usher, tell them. Tell them I miss him. Rate us and review us and leave us comments. Lots of places that you can find your podcasts. We are there. We're gonna spend some time with Heather. And kind of just make things clear about why Heather Williams is it. That's a great porn name, by the way, Heather Williams. Uh, (laughs) All right, guys, we're signing off. Have a great week, and we'll catch up with you next week. All right, peace. But Heather Williams got to have fake tits and a fake ass. Hell yeah. Like a massive fake ass. Yeah. Are we we talking about a big ass, beautiful side tattoo? Like with with a big thigh tattoo and a big shoulder piece. I want to participate, but if it's slim, I can't. I love that, Heather Williams. I'm not mad. That is actually a pornish name. It is. I think Heather in and of itself is a But then you throw Williams, which is a black ass name, on top of it, and it just lends itself to a fake ass. (laughs) 